0: hey everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are here with sarah
1: frazier how are you
0: i mean the world has been rocked of podcasts because somebody has a new podcast
1: oh my god oh my god i can't wait to hear all (coughs) your thoughts on this all of them
0: i mean bethany doesn't do anything quietly does she
1: Apparently she was already trending. I did not um run to the um to browse the, the Apple podcast top charts, but apparently she's already trending and hasn't even released the first episode.
0: She I think she put up like an announcement or the trailer so right, like or a teaser so right. She was number 1 in TV and film, number 31 as of the recording of this overall. You know, I love numbers and ratings. Um Man, lots of people had reactions. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say.
1: <laughs> uh, God, I have nothing good to say. Um, I have
0: nothing good to say. Why don't Why don't you go first? I mean, I had the same reaction Carol did. Luann did every the reaction. I, oh, and can I just tell you?
1: What? Tell me, tell me. I just have nothing good. I'm trying to decide how negative to go. Keep going on.
0: Well, I I'm, I got calls, texts, I had conversations from so many of my Bravo celebrity friends regarding this. And my and not one of them had anything good to say either. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when I say Bravo celebrity friends, I don't mean R H O N Y. I mean across different Housewife franchises, Bravo celebrities that are not Housewives. I literally had. My phone was ringing off the hook with Bravo celebrities, and not one had anything good to say to me about this ex- the new announcement.
1: So first of all, before we <laughs> totally trash it, Rewives is apparently going to be deeper than two teas in a pod. Now, look, here's the here's the I'm going to just say it. OK, whether it was Teresa's podcast, um, now it's Bethany's, I'm sure many more to come. The only reason any of them, any of them are doing this is because of the excess of two T's in a pod, 100 percent. Two T's in a pod has dominated the charts, has dominated getting interviews of other Bravo people. It's taken way off more than, you know, Jeff Lewis has a serious XM show, Heather McDonald, some of these other people. But they don't they are more, I think, of the people than they are of the industry. Two T's has been of the industry. So they get a lot of um, and of the industry means that you are not going to bash celebrities because so you are celebrity reliant on your show. Okay. You're not going to give, your although truth- there
0: is a way to do both because I bash and yet I still get these interviews, but, but you know,
1: I do, too. I do too for TLC. Cause I'm obsessed with TLC shows. You know, I have all the 90 day people. I love them. I try to be a viewer and also realize we are getting a edit from them that they're, that is not in their control, you know? So we are of course getting that four minutes of their day where they lose it or they're having an interaction with their child that's not good or they're fighting or something so I try to be I try to be understanding it's
0: it's a fine line it's a fine line
1: yes. I mean look a lot of people don't
0: like two tease because they think that melon ball just talks about you know her like she's biased in the fact that she's friends with these people so a lot of people don't like that but look it's a fine line Ugh. The whole issue, I guess, I have is like, and it is going to be different, but it's like...
1: But that's my question because she says it's going to be more in-depth behind the scenes. She says her fiancé, Paul, it was his idea. He said, you're the Tom Brady of Housewives. You should be breaking down all this. You should be breaking down what goes into a scene, what they might have been coached by the producers. Um, You should talk about the... Well, that's what she's...
0: Right, that's what she's going to do. And so, first of all, I mean, I got the impression like a lot of the... Well, I guess let's just start at the beginning. Yes,
1: go on, go on.
0: Why, why are you doing this? Now it's a new podcast. So you and I both know how this works. You're not given like a million dollars from iHeartRadio to do episode one. So it's not like, I mean, if you want $2 million, you can have $2 million. You can go on Legacy Reboot. So you're not doing this for like the money, I mean, so why are right? She's, I mean, the, the money today is not great. Here's your deal. Why is she doing this? That's what the Bravo lebrities were calling me about. And they're like, this is, is this to spite everyone? Is it to say, fuck you to the network? That's my first thing. Why? Why is she doing this? My second thing is, I mean, can't you just do it? In one press release, in one, your official kickoff video, statement, article, interview, you have to do this in a way that now puts down and puts you here. I I mean, are you having PTSD about this scene with, with... with, um, Kelly Ben Simone. I mean, she's Mm -hmm. has to put herself here in the statement and, and say this, it won't be like this podcast. It won't be like, and she basically trashes two T's and Melissa Gorga and Teresa and every, right. Every other housewife with an actual podcast is now sub part of her in this statement. It's like, girl, way to enter the game and make enemies. Like, why do you have to put yourself up there? when you are supposedly women supporting women. I'm not criticizing. I'm just giving you my... So I thought that was an interesting way to break into it. And her take is, because I looked at it, like I just had Jerry Springer on again this week. He was one of my guests. She, he's, he's on her podcast. She's doing it with... So it's not going to be like two T's. Two T's gets into it. And they're like, it's not going to be like Kelly and Rick. Like last night on the OC, she's not doing that. She is. She's not watching the shows currently. She's taking classic scenes. So it's the, episode one, table flip. Episode two, scary island. Episode three. Um, Nini saying, "Who gonna you know?" Sheree saying, "Who gonna check me, boo?" She's taking these classic moments from all the franchises and saying to Jerry Springer, "Your your assignment is to watch the table flip." So Jerry watches it. He's never watched Housewives. Well, who is that man's a woman in the back? Like, so it's like that's that's the take. It's a celebrity that either watches it as a super fan or has never watched. And she says they're gonna break down relationships and finances and fam. Like here we go having to make it some highbrow. <laughs> Girl, it ain't highbrow, okay? It ain't highbrow. Like so, so there's so many things I have to say about it. Different. Why? Let's go back to why. Two way to insult everyone. And three, three like, I mean, is this gonna work? I mean, does anyone want to hear about? well, I am Bethany, and I am here with, you know, Susie Orman, and the finance of this scene is that, you know, Gina Kirshenheide makes less, is worth less money than Heather Dubrow, so Gina is the desperate one in this scene, because she needs her 300000 and Heather Dubrow is worth $55 million now that she sold her house, so the economics of this scene are not appropriate. I mean, does anyone give a fuck?
1: <sighs> I don't know. Does she still have, does Bethany, I guess Bethany still has just ride or die loyal fans, right? I guess it's obviously number one. So hundreds of thousands of people have probably have have listened. So look, the only part I disagree with you on is I do think it's about money, you know, right now. Oh yeah. I mean, look, Wendy Williams, Wendy Williams put out a picture. I mean, it looks like Wendy is going to drop her podcast. Podcasting is so hot right now. If you can believe it, you and I have been doing this a long time, right? I mean, I'm so aged, you know, I'm so jaded about this business already and podcasts have been around for five minutes. I mean, the truth is, though, we are in the baby infancy stage of podcasting. You can forget any radio dollars. Radio is, de- radio is really dead. All that billions of dollars for years people advertised with radio is all coming to podcasting and it's still coming and it's going to be more money and more money she is doing this to totally make money. I, I mean, is, is what, what, what's her other one being the B or something or the B? I I don't get
0: yeah, yeah, me really wrong? wrong. I mean, you and I make money. Like I'm not here for my health. I've said that before. I mean, love everybody. I will keep in touch with every listener, every <clears> listener <throat> of this podcast. I will keep in touch with you. Trust me. You could DM, you can make comments, but <laughs> I'm not doing this if the money goes away, period, the ads. You will never, there'll be no more episodes. We'll shut down. So my salary is what it is. And I ain't taking less, baby. So there's money to be made. I get it. But I mean, Bethany's threshold for money is is different than the rest of ours. I don't know. But yeah, just be, is it doing well? I don't know. I thought it was doing decent. So I don't really, maybe, she's, maybe doing she's doing both. I don't both. know.
1: This to me seems like, Honestly if I'm being honest and I, I really like her in lots of ways and I've been an Uber fan for a long time but it just seems so desperate and hanger on. I mean if I'm being really like real it's it's such a hanger on her move. It's such a You know, I've seen what these other people are doing and, you know, I I thought she was going to launch a makeup line. Maybe that's still happening because of all the makeup tutorials. You know, she's been dragged through and I, I have mixed thoughts about that woman that kind of outed her about her trademarks because who fucking cares? Really? I mean, you could anybody can trademark anything. And if you're good at business, you are trademarking shit. So and and i can't stand these people on tiktok and instagram that all they do is try to take down celebrities or you know influencers and it's like hello go run your own fucking business if you run a business like you and i do it's ha- it's hard you know, you're you're navigating different things you're trying to some things work some things don't ps sometimes you have employees they work they don't work uh lots of times you know you can have the greatest intention with your employee they don't like the way you said one thing then they want to trash you so i really I, I i am i was sort of with her but i didn't like the way she handled the the twitter the tiktok chick that kind of like exposed her um trademarks and everything um but this just it's like to me, it's, I don't know. She wants to be back on TV. And I feel like she, she's kind of also gotten so negative, like Rena. And I wish she hadn't, because I truly, I believe this. I actually think she could do a Larry King style show. I know, you always say that. And I do too. It's <laughs> I like, need to reach out to her as a TV producer and go.
0: The branding does good. seem strange of this.
1: It, it's just like, I thought you didn't want to be aligned with Housewives. I mean, this is right back. But then again, you know, she's way smarter than I am at business. So maybe she knows something that we don't know. And maybe this is like, like, I I understand the look,
0: it's like, I mean, I do the same thing in a sense that like, okay, like I had Jerry O'Connell on for like, he, you know, the new, the real love boat. That's why he came here. I mean, of course I want to talk about Housewives. Like, it's like, so I do, yeah. and I, I I, ask every celebrity that I interview, you know, are you a reality TV fan hoping they're going to say they're Housewives and they're going to talk about it? Not for the whole interview. I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's kind of like, so there's that, that's what I do. There's Watch What Happens, like, you know, when Andy will have on like a Jennifer Lawrence or someone who's like a big star, who's like just a like, Oh my God, like I'm like Jennifer Lawrence and I am like the biggest movie star, but I am sitting next to Meredith Marks. Like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? So it's like, I understand the concept behind it. And especially when you get like some of these people, a lot of them haven't watched it. So I understand that's like a fresh perspective. I mean, to me, like this really comes down to the celebrity, which I don't think we see the biggest name so far. And, you know, Kevin Neal and Elizabeth Moss, there's some good names, but like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it's more about, like, the celebrity. Like, it could be, I get where it's going, but right. You, like, I you just... think,
1: okay, you think the celebrity name guest is going to drive the show? So you think if she can land, maybe. like, but who is she going to land? Right. I mean, like, I maybe, like, like, Springer like, is TV, like, is TV loyalty? I know, just had him, but... I just
0: had him on for a second time. This, this, but you can't have Jerry Springer on every week. I mean, yeah, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I understand. I understand it. But like, I mean, it's not what it's not Bethany telling production secrets she's going to be doing. I mean, I, I could tell you the same production secrets. I, I I, I know how it works. This is my life's work. I was a millionaire matchmaker. Like I understand how it so I mean, I mean, are people I don't know, are people tuning in for that for the like, let me tell you what's really going on behind this scene? I mean, is that going to be interesting coming from Bethany? I don't know. To me, it's more like, I don't know, m- maybe the celebrity isn't driving it but then what else is this podcast like I actually I mean I can't believe I'm saying this I actually see more of a need for that disgusting melon ball you know like that to me I understand why people like it they're dirty they're dirty those girls they're trashing this and 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 Teddy is sloppy and Tamrat like that that to me like long term like as that to me listen Nobody loves and gets into the numbers more than me. So everyone's like, I could tell you when you and I are dirty and we're just waking up and trashing this and saying people love that. So I actually see more of a long future. At first, I thought Bethany was going to be doing what exactly what Teddy and Tamara do. And I was like, all right, well, that to me, you have an acid tongue. You have an acid tongue. Bethany can cut cut a, a, a brick house with her tongue. I thought she was just going to be watching Beverly Hills with us and watching the Just What Teddy is. That you might steal their business. That you might be better than them at that because your tongue is acid. Using TalkSpace to me makes me feel like I have a mental health professional with me at all times. And I freaking love that. TalkSpace offers both therapy and psychiatry and being able to reach out to my provider at any time, anywhere makes taking care of my mental health super easy. You guys know I'm never in one place for very long and I'm so relaxed when I'm traveling and I'm away and knowing that I need to talk with my therapist, all I have to do is send a message from wherever I am. Look, therapy isn't easy, right? And dealing with mental health head on, it's a challenge at times, but connecting with my therapist isn't and shouldn't be. You can sign up online for Talkspace and you get a personalized match with, with a provider that's right for you, typically in no more than 48 hours. How great is that? And they have thousands thousands of licensed therapists with over 40 years experience in all specialties, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, and so on relationship issues. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com velvet to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com velvet to get $100 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com velvet. Do you guys ever stop to ponder one of life's most important questions? Why are bald men so hot? Stanley Tucci, Tyson Beckford, Vin Diesel, Taye Diggs. Well, Another question you should ponder is why have bald men been left with subpar options when it comes to shaving their heads, well, that is until now. I got to tell you about Freebird. Freebird has made it easy and accessible for bald men to shave their head. No more overpriced shavers that barely work. No more expensive lotions and cranes and gels. Freebird has come up with a Flex Series electric shaver that has five rotary blades that individually flex for a closer shave. Compared to an old school razor, the Flex Series shaves 50% more hair in a single stroke for men and women. Tis the season and we're in the holidays so what better to get all your bald friends or get one for yourself and Freebird is giving our shows an exclusive discount visit myfreebird.com/velvet for 20% off that's right myfreebird.com/velvet for 20% off today has anyone else started their holiday shopping well for me it's really easy cuz everybody's getting a gift from lululemon.com you guys are always asking me what's my favorite brand and it's very simple it's lulu lululemon.com. I wear lululemon to work out. Of course, you guys know that, but I wear lululemon for everything else. They have pants, Jackets, shoes, shirts, sweaters, need I go on? My latest obsession is their commissioned long sleeve shirt. It's a button down shirt. And you know a lot of button down shirts are starchy and uncomfortable. This shirt moves, it breathes, it fits so well, and it's so freaking comfortable. So for all the men, women, and children that I'm getting gifts for this season, that's right, it's all coming from lululemon.com. So set joy in motion with the best gifts for your list this holiday season at Lululemon. And of course, while you're there shopping for others at lululemon.com, if you want to pick up something for yourself, a belt bag, a bag, a backpack, hat, keychain, scarf, shh, I won't tell anyone. It'll just be our little secret. lululemon.com. But then I thought she was just going to re-wife, re-watch from day one. And I was like, ooh. Jill and Luann and all of them must hate you because you're going to be like criticizing. But now it's like you're going to be taking these random scenes and like trying to analyze. I don't know. I don't know. Is that do people want that? Listen, I'm not being negative. Guys, slip into my DMs, slip into our DMs. Do you guys want this? I mean, how many iconic scenes are there? R H O B H dinner party from hell. Um, I don't know. What, what else is there? I mean, there's there?
1: so many. I mean, there really is so yeah, many. Yeah, there's I a mean, lot.
0: There's a lot, of course. There's
1: a, there's a ton. I mean, she, she you know, if you're doing only one episode a week, I mean, she she could easily- Yeah, that's
0: true. Margaret's ponytail pulled. And yeah,
1: I mean, the husband- oh, I mean, so it's many.
0: endless. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel, listen, here's how I feel. There's so much, like we, we can't keep up with what's going on now. So if you and I came here every week and we said- Instead of talking about Lisa Ritter's social media behavior and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills being on pause and the casting rumors and how the current filming of RHOA is going, this whole show, David and Sarah are going to today talk about, you know, from season one of Real Housewives, Lisa Vanderpump's Puppy Gator season eight. You know, like I'm jumping all over, but I don't know. Do people, is that, it's so old, doesn't it? It's past. I mean, I don't know. To me, I okay, this is what I would say to her fiance, Paul. I'm not and, dragging her. I mean, maybe this is brilliant. I mean, I see it could be something, I just don't understand it, but go on. When
1: Tell we see her is. at the Beverly Hills Hotel, when we're at the Polo Lounge, and goes, and she walks in with Paul. I would say to both of them, Look, I, you know, no one is better at business. You're incredible. Why? But you, if you're a Tom Brady, Tom Brady unretired, he deserted his whole family for how much he loves football. I mean, Unretire. You seem like you want to be back on television. You know, I just read an article this week. She says she was asked to be a part of the Legacy Show. Well, why aren't you? To me, I don't. I don't get it. I if you are, if you're trying to get away from being a housewife, I just, I, I feel like I don't know. You know. I, You hear a lot of things in the industry, too. Maybe she's burnt so many bridges there isn't a kind of CNN, uh, Larry King type show opportunity for her. I'd put her on TV. I would. I, I just I think she'd be so good on a one on one talking about a lot of different issues. I just to me, this is like, okay then do the full Tom Brady and unretire because to me and maybe she's coming back. I mean, she's very close with Andy. Very, very close. She did a whole video after BravoCon that she was allegedly on the phone with with Andy getting all the tea from BravoCon. I mean, just come back already. I mean, it's don't you think I think it it she wants to be back, right? Yeah. And shame.
0: Listen, this is you and I, there's a video up on, on YouTube from weeks ago. I don't know when one of our conversations, one of our videos I titled, does, does Bethany want to be back more than she protests? You know, it's like we called this, we talked about this. It's like, I mean, not that we called it. It doesn't take a genius to figure it out, but like, and shame on you because I really, my sources tell me legacy, which is, in the far future, guys, we we're just starting to film now. The right, new sure. But my source is telling me Legacy ain't in one million. Legacy is you know everyone's salary is 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 way less. Legacy is Legacy eight eight episodes. Here we go, blah blah. I think it's going to be on Peacock. That's my opinion. I don't know, but it, it, Legacy to me, unless something changes, we'll see how the reboot does. It's going to have a lot to do with that. Isn't the the big the big fish, the big fish is the reboot. Now we're it's too late. The reboot's taken off, but unless it fails, but shame on you. If you want to be back, why don't you come back to the regular show that everyone says that my good friend, Ebony ruined when she did it. Like, why don't you come back for the $2 million to the regular show? Cause I don't think there's going to be no $2 million of legacy legacy. The salary is like a fourth, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, it's almost like if you wanted to be back, why did not you come back for the big thing? And by the way, you already tried these other things, um, Frederick and Bethany and and you know, Bethany getting married, which actually was a great show. But like, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I guess my frustration is really to just to just agree with you that that's the thing. Like you could have come back in such a bigger way. It's because of her statement. Is she still and that's the problem. I guess after talking it out with you, Sarah, like a therapy session. That's the problem I have. I just like authenticity. Just be sloppy when you're sloppy. Just admit you want to be back. Does Tom Brady admit he wants to be back? I don't know. I don't yes. follow that shit. Yes. Okay, well, well, there you go. I mean, I'm a gay man. I, I don't know anything about that shit.
1: Oh, I know lots of gay men that love the NFL. I'm um, sure
0: they do, baby. I'm looking at
1: this scoop. You, you know, I'm a, a producer here in LA, and I will tell I you- I heard, I heard. I will not say the network, but Ooh. I was speaking to a- a very well-known producer in the industry. And I was saying, you know, Hey, we should approach Bethany to do a show. And he said to me, in order to be a talk show host, like Larry King, like, you know, Oprah, and she had her run with, you know, she tried a talk show. He said, you have to be likable. You really, really have to have this very likability quality. And he said, Bethany does not have a likability. She just she doesn't. She doesn't have a likability quality to really be an effective talk show host. That was one person's opinion who's been in the industry a long time. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of, I guess, was Larry King likable? I guess so. You know, because he was kind of like maybe a fun dad or something or a chill And you look
0: at Ellen. She was likable until she wasn't. And then the show went away.
1: Ellen was kind of this adorable dancing lesbian. I mean, you know, she was. You know, you were like, okay, I love it. She was likable
0: until she wasn't. Yeah, she, she
1: was it. right. Oprah was so likable because she was so vulnerable about what she had been through in her life. You know, Wendy.
0: Wendy was likable. Wendy was like Wendy. of the. Wendy of was the people. well. In what you and I just said, Wendy was like. It's hard to look as my show has gotten bigger. It's been harder. I've I've bridges that are burnt. It's hard to oh, yeah, be, both, yeah. be of the industry and be of the people. It's hard to t- be friends with these people and get them on your show and then be able to trash them when they misbehave. It's a h- tough skill. Wendy was able to do that. Like no other, she was likable. So to your point, I, I think that I, I believe this producer that says it, I do. I mean, no. why is my phone ringing with 800,000 Bravo celebrities? That are talking my ear off, like, guys, I gotta go back to work and screaming, I can't fucking believe this. Fuck her. No, I mean, I I got I had to all day listen to people. Like, I was like, you know, and then why was everyone so no one reacted that way when Melon Ball popped a microphone in front of her face and said, I got a podcast. People went crazy when Bethany announced this. Crazy. All right, know. we'll see. I don't uh, know, I'm but curious. here we are. I mean, Luann said she was desperate. Carol Raswell commented. It just, I, you know, guys, let's see. And look, if people are excited, slip into our DMs. But oh,
1: I adore. On. No one's better than Carol. I love Carol. Oh my God. That was my favorite interview that you did. Ah, I love Carol.
0: What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about, does anyone care about, Um, Kim Zolciak says that, you know,
1: Yes, I do. Fuck, because if you fuck all your house.
0: haters. <laughs> she says she's not losing her house. She says, if you think, you know, that I sold my house, that we put millions of dollars in it for two, $275,000, you're all crazy. And I will be here until I don't want to be here. Well, Kim, unless they like take the house because you're not paying for it, you won't be there anymore. Like you could physically, I don't understand, like chain yourself to like a, 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 marble post inside like you can't do that again I go back to I I don't live above my means I actually live below my means I have a great life I still live below my means and it's just I live I spend a lot of money but I don't I don't there's just I don't know you're happy with him
1: though I, I agree with Kim. Where is this report coming from? The legit news outlets. New yeah, no, stores.
0: there's no, it's, it's there's all bloggers, no, yeah. Bullshit. It's
1: all bloggers. So I completely agree with Kim. I think someone started this rumor. I spent yesterday Googling. I'm just Googling again this no, morning. Are nowhere. there any reports? There's no, no fucking credible reports anywhere that she, her house is not in foreclosure. It's <sighs> so messed up. But
0: you guys want to believe Lisa Vanderpump is coming back to Beverly Hills. guy's listen to our podcast here behind the velvet rub Sarah Fraser show. come on, listen to us.
1: Come we don't
0: on. deal in bullshit. I agree. I, I haven't seen it anywhere you know reputable. It's all blog shit. Do oh, I God. think Kim and Croy probably overextending themselves? Yes. do I think that her statement that she's not leaving till she wants to well, that's not exactly. but here's where it's like now Kim. Here's the thing. I mean, Braille does, last time I checked and had her on this podcast, she does still live at home and she's around. But even if all your children are home as and they're grown, I mean, they're not all grown, you don't need this big house. This is where I, like, whatever it is you're going through, I believe, I believe you. It's probably not in foreclosure, but you probably, if the writing's on the wall now, let's put the house, forget the haters, as you say. Let's put the house on sale now. Let's get a nice price for it. And let's, you know, we don't have to live in a $275,000 shack, as I'm sure she's, she'll call it. Why don't you live in a house for like $975,000? You know, put some of the money aside. Okay. So Brielle will have a smaller room. She's 20 something. Sorry. The two kids will have to share, like, there's, 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 there's in between for two, seven and zero. So I think now is the time to sell it, Kim, you know, like,
1: I just get settled.
0: If you're having problems, that's all I'm saying. What do you got to say, girl? Everyone who listens to this podcast always tells me I have attitude, but now I also have attitude. That's right. Literally attitude, you know, attitude as in the sheets that are eco-friendly. They're made from a hundred percent bamboo. Everyone who knows me knows that I have a hard time sleeping. I want sheets that are comfortable. I want sheets that are affordable. I don't want to break the bank. And look, it's also, you want to do something good for the environment, right? Attitude sheets are made without toxic chemicals, which means they use 99% less water than cotton. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, you want sheets that are comfortable. Oh my God, these are as comfortable as silk sheets. I'm one of those people that always wanted silk sheets. But listen, have you ever looked at the cost of silk sheets? I found that I sleep better at night. And listen, if you think I can do this podcast five days a week without a good night's sleep, this requires a lot of energy. It's not all coffee, guys. So listen, right now you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you visit attitude.com slash velvet and enter promo code velvet. Velvet rope. Remember, that's Etitude, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E. Order today for free shipping and 20% off your entire order at Etitude.com slash velvet rope and enter promo code velvetrope and you will start sleeping better today.
1: No, I mean I, I just don't even think it's in foreclosure. I don't think that, you know, I I, I had think read life that is his, fine. Yeah, I'd read his net worth was somewhere between five and ten million. I think oh. that's, I mean, you know, he did make NFL money for, I think he was in the NFL for like six, seven years. So, I mean, he could have that NFL cash. Um, ten, I, isn't I, ten, ten isn't
0: bad. You can survive on ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you and I have had this conversation before. I think that's, you know, okay, fine. Well, look, they fine.
1: Don't, I, I mean, I don't know what neighborhood they live in in Atlanta, but, you know, you can buy a lot more house in Atlanta or the suburbs yes. of Atlanta than you can in, let's say, New York City, right? Or here in Beverly Hills. So, you know, I mean, I, I think they've lived in that house for years. They probably paid two million dollars for it or a million and a half. I, I think they're making I think they're making mortgage. I don't think she's going anywhere. Um, you know, right. Kim is another one I'd love to see back on TV like Kelly Dodd. I, you know, I would I, I want to Kelly is uh, Kim is terrific television. Um, you know, I'd love to see her back. So who knows? But no, I think they're fine. I think that was just a rumor.
0: All right. So I gave her some business advice and you're like, yeah, she's fine. Don't worry about it. You I know? It. Okay. So that's interesting. you know what um, we, I would like to talk about at the moment what? is what? Uh, you know, God, and we don't have to do no deep dive into Beverly Hills. Cause I don't want to end up there. Cause we do it all the time. Uh, Mo Mo Arisio, uh buying Beverly Hills has joined Netflix it is out. The premiere, Farah, the daughters are on it. There was a premiere, Melon Ball, of course, was bopping her head around the premiere. Kyle was there. <laughs> and Dorit was there. So um have you watched Buying Beverly Hills? I have I
1: not. I haven't. I haven't. I can't wait. I was reading the reviews. Are they Which good? Because I, I
0: read some, yeah, I read Mixed.
1: I read mixed. I think I read one with from yahoo.com that essentially said it's very much like all its competitors, you know, million dollar listing, um selling sunset. It's it's completely similar. Only, you know, it tries to pit Alexia the, the two daughters against one another, you know, Kyle mm-hmm. obviously had her oldest daughter from a prior relationship and then their then their oldest daughter, I can't remember if it's Alexia. Anyway, with Mauricio they kind of are like competing for who's going to take over dad's dynasty. Um, you know, I guess apparently Mauricio has a no asshole policy at, at, you know, buying Beverly Hills. So they're saying there's a little less drama so far than maybe selling sunset, which we know, you know, the producers of that show really pitted everybody against. I
0: the hill shout out.
1: Um. I don't know. You know, I mean, people, you know, this was an interesting TikToker take that I saw, which was do we want to walk in a time, and I know we don't get political on this show, but reading the climate, because this is important. Talk some in in a time where you know, you could argue maybe democracy is you know, at risk when you know we're now gonna be heading into a huge recession. We could be seeing, you know, major layoffs again, inflation's and Do we wanna see indulgence right now? Or are we entering back yes. into okay?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. All right. Well then I mean, take- what else was your
0: all- what else was your what what's the alternative? Because here's the thing, like, so look. I have to admit, but what was your, well, look, Bling Empire started during like month two. When we were done with Tiger King at the beginning of the pandemic, Bling Empire hit, it was filmed like two years before and it finally got airtime. And I mean, it was out and the wealth there puts, makes, you know, Diana, do you realize that Anna Shea, I know you don't know who that is. Anna Shea is worth six hundred million dollars. Um, Mimi Morris is worth eight hundred million dollars. Six hundred. Um, they're worth like Bling Empire is so over the top with money. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant show. Here's the thing. I, well, what were you going to say? What was the alternative from this TikTok, or what was the, um, or, or, or what's well, if, I think what, the what TikTok- else is there.
1: Well, I think the TikToker was arguing, you know, are we now entering a time where you really want to see real, real situations instead of the one percenters? You know, do we kind of want to see that? But, you know, look, ultimately, sex and wealth, we, you know, we turn to television and reality TV as escapism. The joy of Housewives is I can be scrolling on my phone, shopping on Nordstrom's. Or shopping on Gucci for something $2,000 on and you tune in and you tune out and you just let your mind wander and you, you know, you become invested in these people's lives that you don't really know, but you think, you know, and I mean, I don't think that's ever going to go away. I, I don't. I mean, I, I appreciated her point that, you know, okay, people are struggling every day, but I mean, people were struggling. People have always struggled and will always struggle. So, I think your answer was genius. No, I don't think people give a shit. Will it be a huge hit? I don't know. What do you think? I'm not. Uh, well, I'm not. Well, let me ask you
0: something before I answer. Um, let me ask you, Miss Frazier, would you rather watch Emily and Gina and Coda de Casa on RHOC and those houses and the cars and the kids and Shane and, and, and you know, Gina pulling her new business out of her ass? Or would you rather watch Sutton Strack? And um, Kyle Richards and
1: and Dorit. Well, Sutton and Dorit and and Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: the one the non opulent one was the first one with Emily and Gina and the the, the right, right, right. and There's, the house. I mean, That's how right. normal people live. That's a normal life to me. That's not affluent. That's not yes. It's very affluent in the world of real, like you know what people make and live. But those are real people that we all grew up with. And we don't want to watch, right. I'm not that intrigued by, you know, a four bedroom ranch and getting the kids ready for school. That's me. That's just me. Who, who am I? A snob? I don't know. I
1: want, I want staff. I want want
0: Kathy,
1: Kathy slathering that Russian caviar all over that baked potato at 1145 in the morning here in Los Angeles and wanting to know why her phone isn't working because it's just not turned on. I mean, it's like, you're right. You're right. Okay. And look,
0: to answer your question, I don't see it's like the others. I mean, selling Sunset from Adam DeVello, who did The Hills. It's, and now he does selling OC, which I thought was as brilliant. I've had all these people on my show. It's The Hills. It's the music. It's the way it's produced. It is high end. It is reality, but docu-series. It is real estate porn. It is like, models, you know, like that are real estate agents. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, I, 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 I want every real estate agent to be gorgeous and selling the OC. We don't have all women in the office. Now we have men and they're gorgeous and they're selling luxury real estate and they're fighting over this. Yeah. I want those shows to me, the way they're produced, the style, the look, I don't think it's buying Beverly Hills. I'm not feeling it. I always say, like, look, I only watch these shows when you're coming on my show. So, look, my team works with Netflix. We were, we're, we, we've we tried. We're trying. I want Thera. I want Mo. I'll take any of the, the agents. I'm not watching it until someone from the show comes on my podcast, which means I'll have to watch the whole fucking thing. But until then, I'm going to take a pass on this one. We tried for Mo. We're still trying. We're trying for Farrah. We're trying for all of them. No, is. Time. I mean, uh, we, have is, great, P- we have a great, we have a great relationship with Netflix, but things are just, it doesn't always work that way. There's timing and schedules until we get a yes. And someone comes on this show for an interview. I'm going to pass on this one, baby. Yeah. I'm going to pass.
1: I, 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 okay. I agree. I mean, Mo is amazing. Mo is, is, uh, he's such great TV. I hope we see, um, PK on the show now. I I get it. I get it. Great points. Great points.
0: I mean, selling sunset. No, this does not look anywhere near what that beautiful, gorgeous show is. Uh, No. I, um, what there's so many things here. We could still talk about. Do you have a preference about where we go from here?
1: Well, I'm curious, um, what you're hearing about R H O N J. Um, you know, it, it seems like a lot's coming out. Like, could Danielle stop be coming back? um, you know, obviously Carolyn Manzo and Teresa still throw shade at one another. Um, What are Listen, you hearing about? Well,
0: let's start with the, t- we had, I mean, from a very reliable source, the show was coming back in February.
1: Okay. Now
0: two things, there's rumors. I think we have the prayers have been answered everyone. I think this is going to be back in December. Now, I think there's a couple of reasons, two in particular. We have to get through this whole season and everything before we get to watch Teresa's wedding special. We have to, it ends with her getting married. So I think to avoid watching Teresa getting married in, you know, July of 2023, I think they bumped it up. The real reason is I think Beverly Hills. We put that on pause, production isn't started. And I think to not have too big a gap, we just started production on- Roney, I think to not have too big a gap. It's not like Beverly Hills would have started sooner. It's just with delaying production, I think bumping up. I think that is why New Jersey is bumped up. That's my honest opinion. So it's going to be back. Um, No, I don't think Danielle is coming back. I think there are too many legal issues with Danielle. That's my opinion, you know, from the past and, and this, you know, the ponytail pull. I just, I don't think it's clean. I don't think Danielle can easily come back. And like you said, you heard this about Bethany and she's difficult to work with and you have to be likable. You know, everyone says that about, you know, yeah, I mean, Jill's coming back. But like, I don't think Danielle is where they want to go. I believe that all that is just rumors and it's going to come back. I do feel this is the transition season officially for RHONJ. and J. I I feel that by the end of it, it's going to be all about Rachel Fuda and Danielle Cabral, the two new girls. And we are gonna start. I think this is the season. It's over. We're making cast changes after this season. It's happening, guys. And I think I think Melissa and Joe will have one more season to like tie up loose ends, but Teresa's done with them. It's really done. It's not Kathy and Kyle. It's it's over. It is truly over. And then
1: you know, we found out, right? Finally, it's been over for years and years. And Carolyn Manzo confirmed that, you know, they really haven't, uh, which shocked me because I thought they just were this kind of Italian, you know, New Jersey fighting family that fought and argued and blah, blah, blah. But they they really, you know. Guess haven't. what?
0: Guess what? what? Now what? I will cut you off. You wouldn't be shocked if you listen to Kim D and David Yantif every Saturday on Patreon, <laughs> because Kim has been saying, I mean, I knew this. Kim has been saying this for a year on my Patreon. Like, let me, screaming at everyone, like, stop. They don't speak. They hate each other. Kim has been saying this for a year. So I'm not shocked. So if you listen to my Patreon every Saturday, Sarah, you wouldn't have been shocked.
1: I, okay. okay.
0: Forgive so me. Thank you for
1: that. I know. Well, you should be. You should be. I, I'm such a cheap bitch. I, okay. need to, I need $12 dollars a month. It's worth it for you, my friend. My God. friend. Um, I OK, I, you know, I'm so curious about that season, like what's going to happen. Um, you know, the other thing I read, Frank and Dolores, who I enjoy, you know, Frank's amazing. The husbands on that series are the best. Amazing. But I guess Frank and Dolores are not on particularly great terms because she has this new boyfriend that who I guess, she
0: moved in with.
1: Yes. And he's not particularly wild about Frank, you know, about them being so which I have to say to me it's time to cut the cord their kids are grown i know they still have a lot of financial tie ups i think it sounds like together and and look frank is tv gold too he's so good on the show but i understand from paul i think is the is the boyfriend's paul, name oh yeah paul you know i think well it's i two-
0: mean like you're doing right. a panel bravo oh, look he's going to be on next season i think it'll be interesting to see what happens like after because, like, you have you know, Margaret and Joe and Teresa and Louie, Dolores, all her plus one is Frank Catania. At some point, it is a little strange, you know, it is, I,
1: yeah, it is, it is.
0: But, by the way, um, before we talk about new couple potential alert, uh, let's talk about that because then we have to talk about Randall Emmett.
1: But okay, okay, keep going, actually, Ashley... some of this for our next episode, by the okay. way, you know,
0: so let's yeah. okay, then let's okay, let's talk Take about it. Let's talk about Randall Emmett. It's so juicy.
1: It's so juicy. I mean, can you imagine being his assistant in Puerto Rico and you've got to go get a a brick of Coke? I mean, I would be driving all around Puerto Rico. I'd be shitting my pants without taking the laxatives that I used to take. I mean, can you imagine going to pick up a brick of Coke for him? And 50 Cent coming out and basically saying he's a piece of shit, he's trash. Now, I mean, 50 Cent loves all the drama, so I don't know how much you believe of fitting. It a fottie or frottie. Um,
0: I love foftie. I love fafty. Listen, I, I told you my Randall Emmett story before. Should I tell it very quickly again for everyone? That
1: oh, remind us because you got this is,
0: phone calls. Darling. I, I believe it all. I do. I believe it all. I, I believe it all. Now, I just, I'll make it very short. I had an experience where like Randall was on my show. We totally bonded, got along great. Lala was on my show, bonded, got along great, whatever. One thing has nothing to do with another. Then I had Megan Weaver on my show, okay? Megan Weaver from Jeff Lewis Live, okay? Megan came on my show. We talked about a whole bunch of things. One of her stories- you know, Megan from flipping out. One of her stories was that she rented Leonardo DiCaprio's beach house and there was Titanic paraphernalia all over the house. I'm like, wait a second. I just have to understand this. Cause this is a little strange to me. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, who was the star of Titanic, you rented his beach house. This is like way back in the day. And like, it was right after Titanic. And there was like, what, like a poster of him right i'm I'm like like now of course because i get press and i know how it works i was like stay on this david ding 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 the show came out and this is not about my ego this ties to the randall thing the show came out we put out the episode, Megan Weaver on. I always talk about what we talk about. I say on Leonardo DiCaprio, Jeff Lewis. And in the title of the episode, it said Randall and Lala because Randall and Lala were on flipping out. So I brought it up and she's like, woo, yay. We love them. Yes, we love them. Lala, Randall. Great. So they were in the title. Clickbait. Everyone listen because we talk about Randall and Lala. Fine. hear some backstory. So it comes out and this shit blows up. So all day as it was blowing up, I was texting with Megan like, girl, I just got you in people. I just got you in us with this Leonardo DiCaprio story went viral. Google it. It was in vanity fucking fair. It was an architectural digest. This thing about Leonardo DiCaprio and his beach house became viral press in millions of countries. So as it was exploding, I was texting Megan, you know, like, girl, has Jeff Lewis been an architectural digest? Go show your boss. Like, I just got you an architectural. So Megan and I were having a wonderful kiki all day about this, that this little story was so big. So this is important because we were in contact so randall sees this episode title that says randall and lala now randall is randall owes money to megan weaver megan weaver did not tell me that nobody i know things i know things i know this for a fact so when randall saw megan weaver and his name and the title he thinks, holy shit, these two, you know, cause this was, think of the narcissist, the guy that wants to have this. Now we know it's a fake, it's a fake, it's all fake. You're shit. But so he didn't want anyone to know that he's like a deadbeat scumbag that owes money to Megan Weaver. So Megan did not talk about this on the podcast. I know this for a fact. I didn't even bring it up because I know it's true. So when Randall saw his name in the episode, Megan Weaver talks about this, that. And Randall, he thinks, shit, uh, these two are fucking outing me that I'm a deadbeat, that I don't pay people. So my phone rings and it's Randall because Randall now thinks that he wants to know what's going on with the episode. He's like, but he didn't come out and say this to me. So the phone rings and it's him. Okay, let me back up a sentence. Megan also threw me under the bus. So let me back up. So Randall, welcome to Hollywood. According to Sarah Frazier, it welcome. ain't show friends. It's show business, show business baby. So this is important. So Randall first calls Megan Weaver. Now here we have a a three to six month wait list. Okay. Behind the velvet row. If everyone wants to record and record on a Monday and there's no slots to put it out, some episodes got backed up. So Megan's I think came out like a month after we recorded it. So Randall calls Megan and is first going off on Megan. Like you fucking bitch. Like you're like, and Megan doesn't tell me this. I know this for a fact. You, you are scumbag. You said I owe money. She's like, Oh, that guy, she trashes me. David, whoa, he put out the episode so late. I don't stand by this episode, but we didn't even talk about that. So Megan trashes me. Like he put it out so late. We're still friends. Love you, Megan. So Randall, are you listening, Sarah? I am. I was just Googling Megan. Listen, the Leo thing is all over. Okay. So Randall calls me. And he says,
1: Am I confusing everyone so far? Yeah. No, I just wanted to see what Megan looked like. Keep going. So
0: Randall calls me and he's like, Okay. So Randall calls me in the phone rings and he's now, he is making a movie with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. So I pick up the phone and he's like, Hey, he's like, Cause I'm like, Why is Randall Emma calling me? I didn't even put two and two together. He's like, I'm just calling to let you know Megan is pissed off at you. I almost shit my fucking pants. I thought he met Megan Fox. Ah! I was like, what?
1: Megan Fox, what did I do? Right. I
0: was like, I literally was like, I'm never going to work in this business again. I'm like, what? He's like, Megan is pissed at you. And I thought he meant Megan Fox because he's on location in fucking Puerto Rico making the movie with Megan. So I thought Megan Fox is mad at me. So it turns out it wasn't Megan Fox. It was Megan Weaver. Are you following Sarah? He saw himself in the title. He called, guys, it's going to come full circle. Bear with me. He sees himself in the title. He calls Megan Weaver because he thinks that she she said he owes me money. So when he called her to go off on her for revealing the secret, not that she couldn't have, she's like, I never said that. And fuck David because he put it out so late. So then he calls me and he's like, Megan's really pissed at you. You put her episode out really late. Now, right. It's right. So you're looking like I'm confused. So after I realize it wasn't Megan Fox and I shit my pants, I'm thinking to myself, like David, just, oh, the light bulb went off. Because why does Randall Emmett care whether I put out Cynthia Bailey or NeNe Leakes or my interview with Ramona or Kath? Why do you care when I put out my Megan Oh, okay. Let's back up now. Why? She? Oh, I just hung up with her. So he admitted he spoke to her. So it dawned on me, you called Megan because you saw yourself in the title. She, she, you know, you, cause you, you thought she talked about how you owe her money. She never said that you didn't listen. Megan now threw me under the bus just to get you off the fucking phone to say, like, I don't know why he's putting it out a month later. Yep. Thanks Megan. I still love you. So then when I realized that he was calling me, he's like, Megan's mad at you. Now imagine if, cause I started with how great I was. No, it wasn't about my ego it was important. Megan and I are talking every three minutes. So Randall just assumes that I'm like some low level little podcaster and I don't keep in touch with Countess Loanne and Ramona. And I'm, I'm speaking. So he just thinks I'm like a loser. Like I, but no, I'm speaking to Megan Randall every three minutes because the story is blowing up. So what you didn't, this is why you never lie guys. Cause you don't, you need to, so he didn't, he ever taken into consideration that Megan might be a friend of mine, Megan and I were speaking every 30 seconds because the, I'm getting her at architecture, it was blowing up. He just assumed I'm like a little peon. So when he told me, Megan's mad at me, I dawned on me, oh, but what you didn't factor in is that we're in, cl- I just spoke to Megan before I spoke to you. So I didn't have the heart to call. So this just shows you what a shyster he is, right? Like this whole story and lie to get this, this thing taken down. He wants me to take the episode down when like, you're not even mentioned. And Megan isn't mad at me. She did throw me under the bus to get you off the phone, but she's not mad at me. She's thrilled with me because I just got her an architectural digest and people. And I mean, if you're a designer, architectural digest is a big deal. So I didn't have the heart to tell Randall, buddy, you're fucking caught in your own lie. I just was like yesing him to death. And I was like, we didn't say anything bad about you. Then he's like, wait a second, screw this phone call. I'm going to get you on FaceTime. So the, the phone hangs up and then the FaceTime is ringing. It's Randall Lennon. He's like, look at this. And he's showing me in the background. I see Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly in the background. He's like, dude, I'm on set. Let me tell you something. You're coming to the premiere. We're getting you on the red carpet. I'm like, oh God. Oh God.
1: <laughs> well this, is,
0: this is like a true story, guys. I'm like, oh God, this is not going to happen. So I, when, when I know that you're just fucked. So I saw all this with Randall, really, truly. I saw it firsthand about what, like, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy! He's like, you're going to, you know, I'm like, he didn't go get Megan Fox or <laughs> she got Kelly. I was like, I saw them in the background. He was important. He's like, you're coming on the red carpet. And I was like, thank you. Oh my God. I can't wait for the, red. I was like, this is never going to happen.
1: Okay. So-, so I
0: got him off the phone. So then I said to Megan, like, by the way, and she's like, oh my God. So like, I talked to her about it. I'm like, he doesn't realize I'm talking to you every five minutes. So does everyone find that story interesting? It's a really true story, exactly how it happened. And I was There's like, so. Long. I. So so I saw, sorry. So I saw the, I saw the, this side of Randall before. You it.
1: said you started 10 minutes ago. You're like, I have a really quick sorry, story. Sorry. <laughs> but it was
0: complicated all the different parts of like, but okay, go on. So, so, so the bottom
1: happening? line is you believe that this assistant could be correct. Is that what you're saying?
0: I do. <laughs> and I believe everything Lala says and Amber Childer, so I also had on my podcast. Um, who he's the know, one
1: that I, just tried to get a restraining order against yeah. him, right? But they
0: didn't grant it. They didn't grant it. So I, 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 I believe. I, Look, I, because of this situation that I saw, such a small little situation, but it shows your insecurity. It shows your narcissism. Which I, I believe it all. I do. I, I believe it.
1: I, well, I mean, it's certainly looking like, I mean, there's so many stories coming out against him. He's got a lot of legal issues, a lot of legal battles ahead of him, um, Okay, I know we have to wrap up. We'll have tons to talk about. I'm so sorry I
0: wasted course. everyone's time with all that. No, but...
1: people love the inside tea. I just was expecting it to be three. It went on for, you know, seven months. I'm but so, so
0: sorry. <laughs> but but like anyone that doesn't know about the lawsuit that this assistant, it's like, yeah, he's saying he had to carry, they opened up a safe and there was Coke and he had to bring it through like the streets of like Puerto Rico because Randall wanted Coke. And it, it's a mess. Look, if one a person mess, says something about illegal you, things. We yeah. have to talk about next time. Um, we have to talk about a lot of Potomac and Salt Lake stuff.
1: Nini, big interview. Nini did an interview. Um, you know, Aaron Carter's passing, so we'll have a lot to Ugh, talk about.
0: I love Aaron. Um, okay, where can everyone find you?
1: At the Sarah Fraser Show on TikTok and Sarah Fraser Show podcast everywhere pods are played.
0: And I'm at David Yantef uh, at Behind Velvet Rope. Love you. Sorry to bother about that no, story. No, love you. So Bye. Love
1: you. Bye, David.
0: Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope.